Shopify presents Cool Sheets from Aha to Lying awake while you bake isn't cool. I suffered from the wrong kind of hot in bed, heat-induced insomnia. That was my aha moment. Bed sheets that keep you cool. Then I thought, how do I even sell bed sheets? That's when I had the idea that made it all possible. Signing up on Shopify. With the help of Shopify's intuitive online store creator, I started selling sustainable bamboo sheets that keep cool year-round. And my cool idea became a reality. Hot sleepers around the world rejoice. Shopify makes it simple to keep your cool while starting and growing your business. Start selling with Shopify today and join the commerce platform powering millions of businesses worldwide. From aha to anything is possible. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free22. Shopify.com slash free22. When Shopify says you can sell anywhere, oh, they mean it. Woo, hold up. Just got a new sale, order fulfilled, and shipped. Inventory level's good. Whoa, Shopify doesn't mind if you're at sea level. Or on top of the world. Ah. Oh. You can run and grow your business anywhere. Climbing mountains is never easy, but at least Shopify gives me all the tools I need for my business to hit new beats. Whether you're selling carabiners or crop tops, start selling with Shopify today and join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of businesses worldwide. We've built the platform so you can keep climbing and grow your business to new heights. With Shopify, you really can sell to anyone from anywhere. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free22. Shopify.com slash free22. Shopify.com slash free22. Internet connection required. Not available on mountaintops or seafloors. This is the MD's Fantasy Football Show with Dan Maynard. Giving you the X's and O's of all things fantasy. Welcome in, MD Nation, to the show. You are listening and or watching the MD's Fantasy Football Show. Streaming to you live on social media at Show. Subscribe to our YouTube channel to catch every single episode. Fire us up on your pod streaming apps. That way you can listen to us on your commutes and put us on your Fire TV or Android devices when you search for the MD's Fantasy Football Show on the Amazon App Store. As always, I'm your host, Dan Mater. I'm joined here with Chris Dowhauer, and we're back for the MD's DFS Contest and Lock Bets of the Week. Again, it's a holiday week, so we're not going to do a show tomorrow. That's why we're kind of upping everything. We Yesterday, Chris and I went over our, our full Week 17 matchup preview, so you want to go back and listen to some of our bets there, but mostly our fantasy football advice for your championship weeks. That's what you need to go back and do. That's why you need to follow us along. All those places I told you to check us out at, that way you can go back and listen to it in case you missed the show. Get the edge on your opponent, especially on championship week. I'm going to have my rankings up to date throughout the weekend on BillionFantasySports.com to also help you guys out. But today's about the DraftKings contest, the MD's DFS free contest. It's about winning you money with our lock bets of the week when Chaz Florida joins the show in the second half of the show. But remember, our contest 
is free. And it's going on from now throughout the Super Bowl. So it's not going to end anytime soon. We have a January giveaway. When Chaz comes on the show, we'll announce our December giveaway for a championship football is going to be four. I already let that person know so they can get a hold of Chaz and get that pro- process started. It was a championship football from championshipfootballs.com by Chaz Florida. It's free. And you also get a free week of easy sports betting data. With the playoffs coming up, a lot of people like to bet on the playoffs. It might be good for you to have that data. And you can also buy if you go to bellyfantasysports.com for $16.50. And then you can bet eight different ways on every single game, guaranteed with trends and data for you to head in the right direction. If you want to join the free contest, the link is in the comments wherever you are watching this live. And as long as you follow social media at Show, we'll promote this throughout the weekend and make sure you guys get your chance to join. So again, right up there on the screen, if you're watching this, if you're listening to this on the road, just go to Show, hit the link for the description, and you will be able to sign up and play in the free contest. But Chris and I are here to give you our DraftKings lineup cards so that way you get the edge on us. You already know what we're putting in there, but also give you some good ideas to head into your weekend with your tournament plays because we want to win you guys some money. First of all, Chris, how are you doing today, 24 hours later? I'm doing pretty good. Um, I think it's pretty awesome that we're able to help some people that maybe are, are having some bad luck in their fantasy seasons continue to maybe find some success going into the new year um, with the DFS opportunity we offer you know every thursday well this thursday and then every friday moving on as you kind of talk about throughout the playoffs so i think this is a really exciting day um i'm really excited to be kind of talking about one of the things that kind of relieves you from what even if you are in the playoffs fantasy wise maybe some kind of stress reliever somewhat uh, something to kind of just have some fun with and dfs is definitely one of those things that you can enjoy and has a lot of value this week as well yeah exactly now this week i don't know about you but i noticed that There was not as many value players this week, especially on the wide receiver side, where usually I can find somebody in that $4,000 range. And I have one player who's going to be even a little bit cheaper than that, but I'm not that excited about it. It was really difficult this week. A lot of players, I felt like, were priced up. How about you? Yeah, I've talked about some of the value you can find, but you're right. There's a lot of value that's not below a certain level. So where you have been able to kind of find some of those guys between $4,500 and less, there really isn't too many of those guys that you can kind of, you know, scrounge up. COVID-19 kind of the protocol changing really kind of changed, you know, a lot of the opportunities for some of these guys. Or maybe even bench players were getting opportunities to play and now are back on the bench again. So, yeah, there's a lot of guys that I was kind of excited about coming into the week that are no longer options as the protocols kind of changed throughout the week. And it definitely affected, I think, some of the prices that we're seeing. And then as you talked about some of the upper echelon prices, if you want to be able to kind of pick up some of those guys, you want to find that value. It's really hard to kind of mix and match lineups with some of the upper echelon guys with some of that, that value on the bottom end. Yeah. Uh, look, like I said yesterday's show, the NFL pretty soon, there's not going to be a protocol that you're going to have to wait through as this thing gets closer to close to the playoffs because they're not going to want to see JV squads out there. There's no way they're going to let it happen. And they've already proven they're willing to make this thing up as they go along and do whatever the heck is best for the NFL for their product on the field. So as we get closer... I don't think we're going to see any COVID protocols, but it's a it's an issue that I've noticed really affects wide receivers more so than anybody else. Tyler Lockett was talking about it today, how he lost eight pounds in a week and was really just felt terrible. And for the receivers in particular, it seems to really affected their play their first week back. Something I think we got to look out for. We head into this tournament. Yeah, I was a little surprised by that too because I think you mentioned yesterday's show about the running backs 
really didn't seem to have such an issue with this and you know kind of returned to normal loads in a lot of cases. The receivers all to most to a T all kind of complained. We heard about Tyree Kill, um, you know, possibly being winded yeah. when he came back. We heard, you know, you talked about just mentioning what happened this past week as well. I think a lot of these guys are talking about some of the situations they ran into, just feeling extremely winded being out there. Um, and I think even they're talking about Mike Evans might be able to play this week, but they're worried about his now because he had the COVID thing that he's also getting winded really easily. So it's just kind of really interesting to see how it's kind of hitting the receivers a little bit different than everybody else in a sense. And it just seems to be affecting them more. Maybe we're just paying attention to it more. I don't know what the case may be, but it does seem to be affecting them more. But Chris, let's dive into your lineup. Let's start to examine this thing where we got some value at heading into this week. Well, there's one place that I didn't try to search too hard for some value at this price. Um, I'm with Matthew Stafford, $7,100. I think that, you know, you're not going to get a 500-yard passing game that you got Joe Burrow versus the Ravens last week. But I think that one of the best matchups you could ask for on paper is Matthew Stafford, particularly a guy who's kind of struggled as, you know, last week has something to kind of an axe to grind. A team that's hard to kind of run the ball versus Matthew Stafford's set up for an incredible smash spot. And I love him. And like I said, the price tag's a little pricey, but not too bad for one of the upper echelon quarterbacks you can have in your lineup this week. Yeah, I like that a lot. Um, I don't have him in my lineup now, but initially I did have that Stafford-Cooper-Cup combo. I think you're going to have that combo a lot heading into this week against Baltimore after watching what Cincinnati did to them. And just knowing the status of what the Baltimore defense is in, which is complete disarray right now, especially in the secondary. They can't stop the pass for anything. Matthew Stafford should be in a position for a prime bounce-back game. He's in my top three quarterbacks heading into this week, so I can't disagree with that at all. I want to find somebody that a little bit cheaper. I just like the value a little bit more. It's too good to pass up, but with Matthew Stafford back there, you're talking about a guy who should have QB1 status, and I'm not going to worry about him disappointing last week. In fact, if anything, I'm hoping that will dissuade some people, and he'll be more of a contrarian play than you would initially think, but because of Burrow, I think he kind of ruined that possibility, but I do like the play. Yeah, I mean, I think people might want to go about to go to this well, but you can't blame him after watching last week's performance. Um, my run out of the running back, I'm starting off with going for a little bit of value at running back this week as I try to find to save some money. And I want Darrell Williams, $5,800 for the Kansas City Chiefs. Edward Solaire is more than likely not going to play. Um, this is basically sticking to that idea and that theme that he's not going to be the guy. When we've seen Edward Solaire out in the past, Darrell Williams has handled a lion's share of the carries and the touches in the backfield for the team. So Derek Orr have one game where he kind of sold a little bit of volume, had maybe 10 catch or 10 carries, I think it was, for a touchdown. But primarily Darrell Williams is usually the guy that they use in the passing game and the rushing game. And in a full-point PPR league uh, or scoring format, you love a guy that can kind of catch the ball in the backfield. And he's become one of the guys they kind of lean on and out of the backfield right now, particularly the running backs being utilized more and more in this Kansas City attack and the checkdowns for Patrick Mahomes, which is you know, kind of shocking Patrick Mahomes checking the ball down. But it is happening. And they, you know, that little angle wheel route, they kind of run out of the backfield as well for Edwards, um, uh, um, for Darrell Williams as well. So $800, love the value, love the matchup. Um, and I think it's some guy I'm trying to get a little bit of value out of this week. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, he's not a guy who has big blow performances, generally speaking, but he should be involved in the pass game. He should have a chance to score a touchdown. I'm not overly concerned about Derek Gore unless the Chiefs were to blow out Cincinnati, which I'm not really anticipating in any kind of way. That seems to be the only time he really winds up playing. So I'm not too concerned about that there either. Yeah, it's a nice play at the $5,800 mark. You figure all he needs to do in full-point PPR is get about oh, about 14 points or so. as very doable in this matchup without Clyde Ozelaire. Yeah, I mean, some of the better games he's had this week, this year, and for DFS-wise, he had 32 points versus Las Vegas, 17 versus the Giants, 
23 or 24 versus the Washington football team. So you see, he does have some potential when Edward Slayer isn't in that backfield to have some, you know, actually have some boom. So that's where I'm kind of excited about the floor, but also opportunity to live with some ceiling as well. Um, the next matchup I'm going to the, the well, basically for sheer volume, all things got to be heavily involved in the passing game out of the backfield as well. And I'm just going to call him Dar- Dar- uh, Dario. Dario is the guy from Jacksonville replacing uh, James Robinson. Ogun Bawale. Ogun Bawale. Ogun Bawale. Ogun Bawale. terrible. Whatever. I'm going to go with Dar- <laughs> Dario. Um, yeah, Dario's is the guy I think that is going to be somebody that you're going to want to have in your lineups possibly for a great value, $5,100. But also, just you know, game flow of this game for Jacksonville isn't going to be probably pretty. They're going to have to throw the ball a lot. Probably to their backfield, Dario is the guy that they kind of like to throw it to. I know they talk about signing Armstead. Other guys are bringing a sergeant in. These guys are both two down, early down backs, so not really worried about them kind of being involved in stealing, you know, passing situations. So I think, you know, Jacksonville's going to be trailing most of this game, and I think this is a game where he can have a, a nice little, you know, cheap touchdown maybe at the end of the game, get you some nice value out of the backfield, maybe have five or six catches, and you're just looking for the volume and getting, you know, 15 to 17 carries as well. You're worried about the floor, because they're playing the New England Patriots and they could just tee off them defensively. But what has been the pattern this year? It's been these running backs who come in from backup situations, find themselves in a workload role and wind up performing and wind up getting the fantasy stats that you want out of it. We know at least with him, he has the skill set primarily as a pass catcher. So as long as he's involved in that realm, he should pay back the price tag that you were going to put him down for. So I don't mind that play at all. It's a tournament play. I wouldn't do it in a cash play. I wouldn't do it in a cash play because it's too low of a floor with the playing against the Patriots. But in a tournament play, I do like it. One of the things about the Patriots you do like is they haven't been elite against the run and they haven't been great against running backs out of the backfield. So you do see games like the, you know, the Tennessee game where both Hilliard and Foreman both had really solid games despite getting blown out in that game. They both running backs still perform still. So there is opportunity, even if Jacksonville is kind of, you know, blown out in this game, for Dario not to go away and still have a floor for you and still have a possible ceiling as well. Yeah, I agree. One guy who doesn't need a ceiling, and it's just going to be some guy that I have to have in my lineup because after last week and matching up the tandem with Matthew Stafford is Cooper Cup. $9,500, um, and it's expensive, but what else can you say? When you're playing a team that just gave up approximately 500 yards to a quarterback, Almost 200 yards to one receiver, almost 100 buck 25 to another receiver, almost a buck hundred buck 10 to another receiver, and this is Cooper Cup, who's been borderline dominant this entire season. Not borderline, can, he has he has been. He's about to set how can he not? I mean, yes, exactly. So I mean, how can you not have this guy who's averaging close to a was it 22 or 28 DFS points right now, outscoring the quarterbacks? So Cooper Cup is my receiver one. I'm having my lineup paying, paying the big tight tag because he's worth it. Cooper Cup's in my lineup too. Uh, it shouldn't become as a shock. I Look, his floor is 10 catches for 100 yards. That's what his floor is right now. It's, it's insane. But yeah, you can't look at what happened last week. Again, look at the status of Baltimore and not play Cooper Cup. In your case, you're going with the Stafford-Cup combo, and that it's a great stack to have this, this week if you're able to make all the other pieces fit comfortably so. and There's no doubt about that. But even if you're not going to go with a Matthew Stafford, if you're going to play tournaments, how can you not have Cooper Cup in your lineup? Because he's so far a notch level above all the rest of the competition out there on a per-week basis that you can't make it up. Even though he's $9,500, 
you really just can't make it up, especially in this matchup. I'm with you. Yeah, I mean, Matthew Stafford played terrible last week. The other receivers didn't really do much, but Cooper Cup was just fine no matter what. So if Matthew Stafford has a good game, imagine what Cooper Cup can do versus secondary. Um, Another guy I'm kind of going back to the well, I haven't had this two great games back-to-back as he had kind of been coming off of almost a month's stretch where he'd been coming as a receiver one. That's Hunter Renfro, $6,500 playing versus the um, Colts team that's kind of struggled versus the past in certain situations. A guy that I think this game is going to be, the Raiders are going to run the ball, I think, very effectively versus Colts defense. And they're going to need to throw the ball. Hunter Renfro's guy, 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 they can attack you in the seams and your zones. Um, is definitely Derek Carr's favorite target. Has been utilized in the red zone. So that's one of the big things you like about him in the PPR scoring format. A guy who can catch the ball and has the volume, but also can get involved in the red zone. So who, Cooper Cup's one of the safer players. Not Cooper Cup, I'm sorry. Hunter Renfro, Cooper Cup Jr., I should say, is basically the other guy I have in my lineup and the receiver too. He hasn't been Cooper Cup Jr., though, over the past couple of weeks, and that's what the interesting part is to me. Now, against the Colts, it does set up that Derek Carr will need to get the ball out of his hands quickly. The Colts' defense has been very good, but they are susceptible, one, to the pass, but especially to the slot receiver in general. The thing, though, is that do they take a page out of the book of the defenses over the past two weeks and say, you know what? We're going to double Hunter Renfro. We're going to force you to use somebody else to beat us. That's my curiosity heading into this. And because Hunter Renfro doesn't have the big playability, he needs the volume to be DFS relevant in particular. I don't know if I like that play. Well, I'd be more worried about if it was a different defense. And this is why I do like this play. Because they're not playing two defenses to play mainly like they have in Denver and um, versus Cleveland. You're playing a team that plays primarily zone. If I have not seen the Colts change their entire defense to stop one receiver this, this year yet. I've seen receivers definitely take advantage of the secondary, but I haven't seen them just gear against taking a guy and double teaming them. They stick to their zone. They stick to their basics, what they do. I don't see them making a huge effort all of a sudden change and play lots of man everywhere so they can just take away Hunter Renfro. So that's where I have more confidence maybe in the matchup because previous to that, you know, the guy was dropping with 32 versus Kansas City, 22 versus Washington, 25 versus Dallas. I think Dallas is a good comp because they play very similar defense of the scheme. So I think that's a good one to kind of look at and see what Renfro was able to do. I think that's more what you're going to see this week versus what you've seen the last two weeks. Okay, we'll see. Um, another receiver I'm trusting as my guy, I think, is another elite floor for me, and that's Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown, as long as he does play, didn't practice today, but as long as he does play this weekend versus the Jets, you love the matchup versus the Jets. I don't care what their ranking, quote-unquote, is versus receivers. That's just because teams can run the ball as much as they want to whenever they want to. Antonio Brown's going to do what he wants to do. He was he came back basically, you know, on off well, two practices, I guess he had. Ten, yeah. you know, ten catches, fifteen targets. So this guy is, you know, obviously is going to be someone they want to heavily utilize when he's out there. Tom Brady's still gonna to try to get himself back in their groove. You love when he gets to play the Jets because Tom Brady historically has always kind of used the Jets to kind of be the whipping boy and they get in a get right. Um, so this couldn't be no different this week. And Antonio Brown sixty one hundred dollars. I like the value and I love the floor, like I said. Yeah, it's going to come down to tomorrow. Does he practice tomorrow? That's going to that's gonna be the key. If he does, then he should be out there, and there's no reason why he shouldn't return value. I'm, I'm 100% with you on that one, but it is going to be something to watch. And this is why this doing this on Thursday makes this a little bit tricky because this might change as we head into the week in our lineups to some degree. We're trying to give you guys the edge, but you know, a little caveat here. Some things could change because we know Friday is a particular 
have been crazy over the past couple of weeks with guys that have unexpectedly been inactive. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think that's one thing I tried to preface when I was talking about Antonio Brown was this was going into the idea that he's going to play this weekend. I will possibly, I definitely would change it if he was not to, um, you know, hopefully today was just a maintenance day, but we'll to be determined. We, I mean, I both, I have Antonio Brown in my lineup as well. So I'm, I'm with you on this. Tom Brady did sit out today. So it's possible as a maintenance day. It's just a little bit weird. They had a walkthrough on Wednesday. So they had a practice estimation report and he was limited. So it was kind of strange that he came out today and wasn't practicing at all, but it could just be managing it because we still don't know if Mike Evans is going to be back with the hamstring because he's still dealing with the hamstring injury and he's trying to get back from COVID. He was out there doing some things today, but they were, you know, they reported that he was getting fatigued very quickly. So I think it still remains to be seen if Evans can even get out there. So they might just be managing Antonio Brown to make sure their depleted wide receivers at least have him going into the week. That's possible as well. Yeah, hopefully. So at the tight end position, I have Cole Clement, um, the guy that's, you know, steadily getting more and more involved in the Chicago offense. They like to match up versus the Giants. You don't necessarily love the ceiling because, you know, Jimmy Graham's been kind of stealing his thunder with the touchdowns, but it is a guy that's got a nice floor, a decent value, $3,400, one of the t- cheaper tight ends you can kind of find that you can, you know, pay the lower end dollars for this week. A lot of other guys are a little bit more expensive. Tight end's definitely a, a position where there wasn't as many guys as you'd like to kind of budget around with, um, and some of the guys in the 4,000s or mid-4,000s to me just weren't worth it. So I went with the cheapest option of the guys I thought were still had some value. as Cole Clement. Like I said, I still like the matchup versus the Giants. I do think this is a guy that, you know, no matter who the quarterback has been for Chicago, has kind of relied on as of late. It's funny. My uh, philosophy from early in the season has kind of changed a little bit where I was kind of with you on this. Let's find the cheapest tight end that we can play that has some upside. As the season has progressed, it's been so consistent, centered around the top four tight ends finishing every single week that I've had to kind of flip my script where I'm looking for more of the priced up tight ends. Now, I didn't go all the way priced up together, but I didn't go as low as you did either. Having said that, Cole Komet, in his case, I like him a lot more if Allen Robinson wasn't playing. Now, while Allen Robinson has not been productive at all, he still gets these six to eight targets, even though he winds up doing nothing with them, and it just takes away a little bit from, let's say, a Darnell Mooney, a little bit from a Cole Komet, and I just kind of worry that there's really not much of a ceiling to be had, even though it's a nice match against the Giants. Yeah, no, like I said, I'm going more for the floor option. Um, and I think this is a guy that's kind of you know taking on that second role as the receiver in this offense. I think Al Robinson's days are obviously numbered in Chicago. And I'm not too worried about him coming in and stealing too many touches. I know he's going to get involved a little bit. But I think Cole Clement is still a guy that they prefer to kind of utilize more. And both, like I said, no matter what quarterback has been kind of out there, he has been being game-planned more and more into the, the Chicago's offense. The only annoying part, basically, is Jimmy Graham comes out there around the 20-yard line and just come, comes bolts as a touchdown every once in a while. Good old That's been Jimmy. the annoying part. Good old Jimmy still hanging around doing annoying Jimmy things. Yeah. Al, Al Robbins is not stealing any touchdowns, luckily. <laughs> it's true. Go ahead, finish this up. All right. So other, at my flex position, um, because I spent the quarterback position, the receiver position, I did have to find some value, and I tried to go. I'm not super excited about having my lineup, but probably one of the better values you can have under $4,000. That's Braxton Berrios. $3,700 for the, Jack, the Jets. Jets are going to probably get throttled versus Tampa Bay this week. You expect that to happen. Um, whoever the slot receiver has been for Tampa Bay has usually been a guy who's got at least five to six catches per week, um, no matter who's got that kind of played that role. Crowder hasn't practiced yet this week, so more than likely he's probably not going to play. You don't care about anybody else because uh, even if um, 
it would be actually nice to Elijah, Elijah Moore hasn't hurt. practiced either, so it doesn't yeah, sound like he's going to be out there either. Yeah, so Elijah Moore wasn't magically come back. It doesn't really affect him because for some reason the Jets don't want to put him in the slot anyway. So it's going to basically Barrios is one of those guys that is replacing my – I thought I could have McKenzie in my lineup. So Cole Beasley got to come back for the Buffalo and Gabriel Davis. So this is kind of my value guy that he's the safest you can find for PPR. The guy's going to probably get five to six catches um, and doesn't have a huge upside. But for $3,700, you just want to make sure you get some good value. Yeah, I can't argue because, again, you're going with some high-priced players. And this this lineup that you have is kind of why I didn't go with a Matthew Stafford to try to save some money elsewhere. Because I don't really like Barrios this week because I don't know if Zach Wilson is going to have a second to throw the football in this game, quite frankly, with the offensive line against Tampa Bay. So that's the only thing I'd be worried about. But, yeah, I mean, they've tried to get Barrios the ball regardless, and he's going to be the only guy out there. I, I'll i give you this. He should get eight targets, maybe ten, and what could be a blowout game. Yeah, and cut off three straight games of double digger, double digit figures in DFS. So you're just cupping kind of he kind of maintains the status quo. And versus Tampa Bay, you got a good chance for that happens. Now that they have a great secondary out there. And what's your defense? And my defense is something I actually spent a little bit more than I usually do. I didn't just go to the bottom of the barrel. I went to the Miami Dolphins defense because I absolutely love the matchup versus Tennessee, and I love the price tag, twenty eight hundred dollars. And a game where I think Dolphins defense might actually score a touchdown and could actually outscore some of those guys in my lineup. Uh, the Dolphins defense is twenty eight hundred dollars. That's not that's not paying up, and it's a joke that they're that cheap. They're also in my lineup. I couldn't believe they were priced at twenty eight hundred dollars. That's just absolutely insane. Uh, like the lineup. Let's see if I can do better once we come back from the break. On the other side, everybody, stay tuned. The MD's Fantasy Football Show will be back right after this. MD Nation, we want to welcome in a new sponsor of the show called Props Fantasy from PropsFantasy.com. Props Fantasy is a website and app which allows users to import their season-long fantasy teams to challenge other season-long fantasy teams. Their crucial difference is that you can challenge other teams that you are not playing in your league that week or aren't even in your league or not even on the same platform. The idea behind Props Fantasy is to let casual season-long fantasy players use the teams they already have to engage in daily fantasy-type contests for winnings. Users can wager anything from $1 up to $1,000 on a head-to-head challenge. Props Fantasy even harmonizes the scoring. If you are in a PPR league and your opponent is not, Props Fantasy will default to a half-point PPR or you can manually adjust it. They also handle things like standard lineup versus super flex. Their developers are fantasy football diehards and have thought of everything, including IDP. So if you think your season-long team is not just the best in your league, but the best in all leagues, this is your chance to find out and win money when you sign up for the Props Fantasy app today at PropsFantasy.com. So join in on the fun. You're listening to the MD's Fantasy Football Show. Welcome back, MD Nation. It's almost New Year's. This is actually the last show that we talk about before New Year's. I'm your host, Dan Maynard, joined here with Chris Dauhauer. We're going through our DraftKings lineup cards. We got to go through mine pretty quickly because we're going to have Chaz Filardi on the other side talk about our lock bets of the week. So, Chris, no, no further ado. Let's just dive into this thing. So, we have Cooper Cup the same. We have Antonio Brown the same. And we have the Dolphins defense the same. Let's see where we were able to mix it up at. I could not resist playing Trey Lance at $4,800 against Houston. I couldn't, I couldn't resist it. 
that's too cheap for a quarterback who runs, who's probably going to start against Houston. Jimmy Garoppolo still has not practiced as of today. I just find it very hard to believe that he's actually going to be able to go out there on Sunday and play. So what do you think about Trey Lance at that price tag? I mean, it's the best value you can probably find. I know below $5,500 at quarterback, it's really hard to find anything of value. And Trey Lance is the guy that if you're going to reach into that barrel, it's probably the best thing you can pull out. The other options are like a Carson Wentz, a Justin Fields, all below the top tier guys. So I think if you're going to go saving the money value at the quarterback position, Trey Lance is the way to go. And that's why I just had to do it because I wanted to spend up at other places. Again, I talked about this running backs, wide receivers included. There aren't as many values to have when you try to go down and try to find the steals. Let's say you would to make this DFS lineup complete all the way around. So paying down at the quarterback position really helped me out. I went with Ronald Jones as my RB one at $6,300 at 20 carries last week. I don't see why he wouldn't have 20 plus carries again in this week. We know he can put up stats along with, anything else in the passing attack, and it's the Jets. When this game is out of hand in the second half, I expect Ronald Jones to take over. He is an RB1 for me this week, and I do think he has RB1 overall potential given the matchup. Yeah, I don't think I agree with the RB1 overall potential, but I do think he can be a solid RB1 option this week. I think the Jets is a great matchup for him. You saw the 20 touches that you saw last week. Um, the only thing you're kind of worried about for him is just the ceiling with their involvement in the passing game. In the PPR, you know, full point PPR league, as such as you know, our league is for this one, our first scoring format. This that's is, the beauty of it. He still had more targets than Keyshawn Vaughn last week. He did, and I think he wound up scoring around what, twenty something DFS points last week. Yeah. Um. So I think you're probably looking to hopefully get something around that again. I think that's necessarily is great. You know, good value for sixty three hundred dollars. And I got Chase Edmonds. Now this is one of those that might change, but as of today, James Conner still. Has not practiced. I do not believe for a second he'll be active on Sunday if he cannot practice again tomorrow. So assuming James Conner doesn't play, Chase Edmonds at $5,700 in what could be a shootout game between Arizona and Dallas with no John Dre Hopkins. So his involvement in the passing game as a result of that, yeah, give me Chase Edmonds at that price tag to my RB2. Yeah, I like Chase Edmonds this week as well, especially with James Conner. You like the involvement you saw last week in the passing attack. Chase Edmonds, to me right now, is probably the most explosive player on this Arizona offense. You know, Rondell Morris in, in out or injured, probably, probably not going to be back this week is more than likely. Uh, you know, when you have no DeAndre Hopkins. So it's basically Christian Kirk and Chase Edmonds are pretty left to carry this offense and kind of move the chains. You know, Ertz and, and A.J. Green are kind of more the possession guys in this offense now. And so I think these guys are the kind of playmakers. And they're a nice matchup for Stouts. You talked about that game should be a high-scoring game. You and Hunter Renfro. I have Zay Jones at $3,900 as my third receiver. His targets have been ticking up over the past couple weeks. Again, going back to the idea that Hunter Renfro has been getting taken away. There's been a blueprint out there. Just take him away. Make Derek Carr have to throw out to the perimeter. Brian Edwards is going to be out of this game. Deshaun Jackson still only plays about half the snaps, regardless of who's available and who's not. Zay Jones has really only been a touchdown away from being fantasy football gold frankly with the volume that he's seen tick up over the past few weeks the best way to move the ball on the Colts is to throw the ball so I like Zay Jones at $3,900 yeah you make a good argument why it's good value I just 100% don't agree I think Zay Jones is a, is a guy that I do not like I don't trust anybody in this passing attack other than for, I'm from under our throw right now that's fair, and I will beat you. Don't you worry. Zach Ertz is my tight end at fifty-two. Beat you last week. Hundred dollars. You did beat me last week. The first time in a while, though. I might want to add that. 
<laughs> Zachary's I have a short-term memory. I don't remember last week. I yeah, exactly. It's that was last year. What are you talking about? It's, that exactly. was so long ago. <laughs> exactly. Twenty twenty-two. Uh, get up the times, man. <laughs> Ertz like Chase Edmonds though, with DeAndre Hopkins out. His volume just ticks up. We saw it last week. He had eight targets as a tight end. He has been a go-to guy for Kyler Murray, generally speaking, in the red zone, especially with no DeAndre Hopkins out there. I like his floor, and I was looking for that. I didn't want to pay all the way up the tight end position for those top guys who was trying to save some money. Zach Ertz is the only mid-level tight end who has the upside of a top five guy, given the extra involvement in the offense this week. Yeah, I mean, I think you're going to the well again to this, this Dallas scheme. Dallas has been, you know, does have a pretty good defense and is pretty good. Um, it's going to be kind of interesting. They to give see up touchdowns you can, and tight ends. They do. It's going to be interesting to see if you can get, you know, volume out of both Edmonds and Ertz this week. I'm interested to see them both be able to do that. But it is a game that, you know, should be higher scoring. Like you pointed it out. Zach Ertz just means he's running on quicksand out there. But I do think he is somebody that has an opportunity to be utilized in the red zone for this team. Absolutely. Yeah, he can fall in the end zone like the best of them. Jordan Howard at $5,200 is my flex play. Now, I typically don't like to do this. I don't like to take players that I know have absolutely no involvement in the pass game, especially in a PPR scoring like DraftKings. But going up against Washington with no Miles Sanders and being that he practiced today and he's expected to be fully ready to go for Sunday. I mean, Howard actually has a 100-yard touchdown maybe two touchdown type of ceiling heading into this matchup just because it's Washington. So I'm going to roll the dice here on something I don't normally do and take a Jordan Howard in my flex. Yeah, I have Jordan Howard in a lot of my DFS lineups this week. The one thing that my only caveat that I don't love for your lineup right now is pairing up Jordan Howard with a Ronald Jones with two guys that are kind of more, you know, running oriented than necessarily involved in the passing attack. So it just, you know, kind of makes it a little bit curious to see if you can hit on at least one of those guys. If they both strike out, it'd be kind of difficult to be well. But I think you have an absolutely great point about the his potential versus this Giants defense. Um, he should be able to get close to 80 to 100 yards, and he could easily get a touchdown or two. Two things about those guys. One, because they don't catch the ball a lot, they're going to be contrarian plays, or at least well, one of them will be. And two, because of the matchups, the rushing, they got to they gotta get the touchdown, but they have a very good opportunity for that to happen this week. So that's why I'm all aboard it for this matchup. But that does it for the MD's DFS contest, or at least for our draft card lineups. Make sure, again, you sign up. It is free. The link is in the comments wherever you're watching this live, and we'll be posting it out at BillyUpMDFF Show throughout the weekend. Easy sports betting data, and the January contest is kicking off. Once we go to break, when we come back, we're going to have Chaz Flaherty join the show. We'll announce the December winner, so you guys can give a little shout-out to him or her. I'm not going to give it away now. And then we'll talk about our lock bets of the week. So everybody stay tuned. And we'll be back right after this. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team, team ready. ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. 
Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. It's the holiday season and you don't know what to get as a gift or a stocking stuffer. Well, today's sponsor, Manscaped, has the tools to guarantee you win this year's stocking stuffer or white elephant competition. Manscaped is the leader in men's below-the-waist grooming, and they have served more than 4 million men worldwide. If my math is correct, that's almost 8 million balls. So get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com with the promo code BELLYUPFANTASY. Manscaped's best-selling product is the Performance Package 4.0, which is at the top of every man's wish list this year. Inside, you'll find their Lawnmower Body Trimmer, the best trimmer on the market for your balls, your butt, and your body, and the Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer. Let's not forget the famous liquid formulations, the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, and Crop Reviver Ball Toner to maximize your ball hygiene routine. Get the performance package now to receive their two free gifts, the Manscaped Boxers and the Shed Travel Bag. The dads can't stop talking about this, the teens secretly buy this, and the women will love you for it. Get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com with the promo code BELLYUPFANTASY. Be the ballsiest gift giver this year with Manscaped. You're listening to the MD's Fantasy Football Show. Welcome back into the show, MD Nation. You are listening and or watching the MD's Fantasy Football Show. Streaming to you live on social media at BillyUpMDFM Show. Subscribe to our YouTube channel to never miss an episode. Download us on your favorite pod streaming app to catch us on your commute. And make sure you fire us up on your Fire TV and Android devices when you search for the MD's Fantasy Football Show on the Amazon App Store. I'm your host, Dan Mater. I'm joined here with Chris Dauhauer. We just spent the first half of the show going over our DraftKings lineup cards for you guys and the MD's DFS contest, which is backed by this man, Mr. Chaz Filardi of Sports Betting Weekly. Chaz, how are you doing today? I am doing really well, guys. How are you? We're doing well, Chaz. What are you watching in the background this week? Uh, I have the over in the second half of the Michigan State-Pittsburgh game, but you guys were on the air. I don't think you got to see the end of the Tennessee-Purdue game. No, but I heard the refs blew it. Best, best bowl game. Best bowl game yet. Oh, man, it was so cool. It was really good. Don't get me wrong. The fact that I cashed like nine tickets on the game had nothing- <laughs> oh, he thinks it better, yeah. Yeah, well, I needed it to get to overtime, and they and and then the guy for Tennessee, Josh, whatever his name is, made some really bad calls and and basically screwed his team. <laughs> well, what are you gonna do? So, Chaz, we do this contest every week. So we can try to win some easy sports betting data for the people. But we also do the December giveaway, the championship footballs from championshipfootballs.com, which, of course, is your website, your business. We ironically, have ironically, we also selling footballs for a living. We also have a ball shaper, but I think yours is different than mine. <laughs> <laughs> yes, mine. Uh, mine takes away the hair and the annoying things. I don't think yours does that. <laughs> Mine's not really as intricate. I would imagine if you switched them, it would be a bad day for somebody. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a horror sight. Oh, man. But our winner of the December giveaway is PE Girl 09. You are the winner of the December giveaway. Congratulations. 
So we already got with her. Her first name is Dawn, and I had already let her know to contact Chaz so she can get underway with picking out her championship football. But those are some of the things that we're doing to give away. And again, if you're a weekly winner, even if you don't win the, the monthly giveaway, you're still going to get one free week of easy sports betting data, which you don't have to win to get. Go to bellyfancysports.com and sign up for it. You can pay for it. It's $16.50, and you can bet eight different ways on every single game. Trust me. It's worth well, it. And we have talked about it. You literally, if you if you take the 1650, you'll win more than the ball's worth. <laughs> right. It's really that simple. And you can buy your own ball too while exactly. you're at it. And Chaz, a ball paper. Yeah. Chaz is here to talk about some of that data as we go through our bets of the week. So let's get underway with that, shall we? Let's talk about because Chris oh, and I, we had a, quite a few players. Let's Remind people sure. that last week, most people would look at our parlay and say it was a loser. I, on the other hand, look at our parlay and say, you don't bet first halves. If you think <laughs> our parlay was a loser last week, you don't bet first half. So we did very, very well for me because if you think about a unit to get six, right, which is the three-teamer. Right. Two units get you 12, but if you hit the first half, two units get you six. Well, would you take two units to get six any day of the week, right? Absolutely. Yep. So good job, guys. <laughs> Thank you very much, Chaz. Hopefully we'll be able to hit on all of it this week. Chris, we had a few players from this game, Tampa Bay and the Jets. Tampa Bay walking into this game. They are on the road, 13.5-point favorites. The over-under set at 45 the Jets are not going to have Tevin Coleman. He went on the COVID list. doesn't look like they're going to get Elijah Moore back like they were supposed to. James Crowder is still not practicing and or playing, and they don't score points to begin with. So, yeah, give me Tampa Bay to cover this one at minus 13 and a half because I don't see how the Jets score points. Do you? No, I'm with you on this one. I think the Jets are going to be able to not be able to move the ball at all versus Tampa Bay team. I think you're going to see Tampa Bay hopefully get right. The only concern I would have for them covering – is that Antonio Brown doesn't play. Otherwise, I think if you know as long as Antonio Brown's out there and they have Gronk, Tom Brady's gonna be just fine and they'll be able to cover this game. And I would bet that. I think as long as they have Brady, they'll be able to cover. But Chaz, what are you seeing in the data? Well, uh, again, remember MD's cheat sheet. I got an MD's cheat sheet I created every week. It helps me too, because again, there's 32 teams, 16 games. There's a lot of, you know, we've got first quarters, first half, game, second half. It's a lot of activity. So I like to write it down. And what it says is uh, Tampa Bay 5 of 6 for the game. They've scored 30 plus. But they've, they've been doing that all year unless they play New Orleans, right? Isn't that how it works with them? Pretty much. And, uh, the Jets at home, first half, five straight games have gone over the number. And again, most of that, as you know, if you even though the Jets, they scored some, right, recently. Now, they won last week. They did. They won. Were their defense giving up points? Uh, I mean, look, just think of it this way. Tampa Bay looked like they just showed up last week and beat the Panthers 32 to six. So to your point, as long as it's not the saints, uh, I think they'll be okay. <laughs> I think that's what it boils down to. It's funny how that works. I mean, when the Rams in Seattle, when Seattle was winning Super Bowls, the Rams were terrible, but they beat him every time. It was yeah. amazing. It's, it's There's always that one team division that just seems to have your number, no matter what is going on. Speaking yeah. of the Rams though, nice segue there by Chaz minus four and a half favorites against Baltimore. The Rams are on the road, so they're on the road favorites. Not something you normally see against Baltimore, but I think circumstances, everybody can understand why that might be the case. 
the over under set at 46 and a half. Give me the Baltimore to cover or give me, I'm sorry, give me the Rams to cover at minus four and a half. And I'm calling it one of my locks of the week. Matthew Stafford is going to bounce back from what happened last week. And even then the Rams were able to put up 30 points with Stafford having one of his worst games of the year. Baltimore can't stop anything or anybody right now, and they're still going to be on their backup quarterback, Tyler Huntley, because Lamar Jackson was a downgrade in practice today because he was seen limping around heavily Wednesday, didn't practice at all today. So going to be on their backup quarterback. Nobody left on defense due to COVID and injuries and whatnot against a good Rams team. Chaz. Yeah, well, the, the data, I remember what I do. I don't. I just look at what jumps out of me. It's like, holy cow, look at that. And the holy cow I got on the Rams is they score. The guy's a pretty good coach, right? He's a good coach. He's young, but he's a good coach. And they score in the second half. They score a lot of points. Baltimore isn't scoring. And now Baltimore has some situations where they're playing quarterbacks. They, sh- they shouldn't be playing. But you know what? As you know, when you're not scoring, there's more than just the quarterback. There's the offensive line. There's the guys catching the ball. There's well, they the have catch. no running game right now. That's the other key. Well, and again, they you know they they got hammered with injuries early, but what in three to four weeks they went from the number one seed to you might be watching. It's a tough AFC North division, but Chris, what are you seeing for this game? Yeah, we talked about this yesterday's on uh, yesterday's show. I think this is one of the games that and my heart wants Ravens to win, of course, but I think my eyes show that the Rams definitely win this game, definitely cover. Chaz, I was I was glad to kind of give you guys some numbers from you because I was telling Dan we kind of discussion about this on yesterday's show that I feel like Vegas is onto something that I must be missing. Dan's saying that he thinks it's kind of, you know, Vegas trying to bait us. Um, I feel like it's something where I was looking at this team, and I'm like, how can the Rams, who are such a superior team to a beat-up Ravens team, be only four-and-a-half-point favorites? I know it's an East Coast game, and, you know, historically the Rams have kind of struggled to kind of travel to the East Coast, but I just don't understand how this, you know, this number was came up for Vegas because it, to me, well, it seems like this should be a smash hit for the Rams. Went to four and a half. It wasn't four and a half when it started. No, it moved. Right. And then, then you know, if you take the, the home field advantage, and which is three points, give or take, and this is, is a, is a road game, Baltimore, you know, a year ago, Baltimore, you know, probably given three, it's probably seven point swing from last year. Yeah, yeah, with a like a seventh string defense. That's what's just throwing me a loop. But remember, remember, guys, we talk about this. The lines are set by someone who thinks what's going to happen, and then it gets moved by other people thinking what is going to happen. But what do we do? We play live action, so we're betting what is happening, not what we think is happening. So that's just whenever you see a line that's crazy. What have I always said? On Monday, it won't be. It'll look clear as a bell on Monday. But on Sunday, be ready to bet live action. If you don't like the line, you think there's something wrong with that line, be ready to bet live action. Yeah, hedge your bets. Hedge your bets. Let's go to another game that's kind of close. It might be interesting. So the Chiefs are on the road. They're minus four favorites. That line yesterday, Chris, that was that was five. They were minus five. So that it has moved down. It's not going to change my bet, by the way. The over-under set at 51, but I'm still taking Cincinnati plus the four points heading into this matchup and feeling pretty good about it. I don't see Cincinnati losing at home or at the very least losing more than a field goal at home. What about you, Chris? Yeah, I'm not with you on that, but I think this is a pick game. I'm not going to bet on either team, but I think Cincinnati hasn't shown me that they can be consistent yet for me to bet on this week. What do you mean they haven't been consistent yet? They've hit the last three weeks in a row. I mean, they have. I think they haven't shown up the same way they kind of could week to week. They had a great game versus the Ravens. 
Uh, we had a great game versus the Ravens, you know, what, almost a month or two months ago, and they kind of have been all over the place since then. I think this they team were underdogs hasn't shown against Denver. They won that game outright. They were underdogs against the Steelers. They blew them away. I don't know. I, you're, I think you're off base on this one. Okay. Well, they're not playing the Steelers. So that would be a whole different story. I think the Chiefs are a better team. The Chiefs have been pretty hot themselves, so we'll see. No, agreed. But to say they're not consistent, that's where you're off base. Chaz, what are you seeing on this one? Chris is right. What? That's my opinion. No, no. Here's here's what I'm looking at. Everybody scores points on Cincinnati. Everybody. And if everybody scores points on you, what is Kansas City's going to score on you? That's that's where I'm looking at it. It's Kansas City. Listen to this number. Quarter one, ain't no against the spread. I I had a game today where I won that first quarter. It was a bowl game, and I thought to myself. Everything's better. It's a little sunnier when you hit that first bat of the day. You know, that first quarter is is a, is is really could be a big play for you because all of a sudden now you hit the first half and you've got two in the pocket. You could skip watching the second half. And for the game, even if you come back, everybody else is pissing and moaning that they got backdoored and you were 2-1 on the game. Cincinnati is giving up 21 points to everybody at, at home that they play. I like I like Kansas City by 14. Wow. Okay. I'll take both of you on with this one because that's just, that's just not going to happen. Well, obviously, that won't be a parlay play. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not All right. Anyway. Let's move to the Patriots. This, should, this, is, this is interesting. Patriots and Jaguars, believe it or not, are interesting because this line keeps moving. It's now minus 16 for the Patriots oh. in this game. Minus 16 at 41 and, and 41 and a half over under. I must have missed the boat when Patriots blow teams. I know it's Jacksonville, but they don't blow anybody out. I, I, I probably wouldn't bet this game, but Jacksonville plus 16 and a half is, is interesting to me, just given the Patriots are not a team that usually put up a bunch of points. Chaz, can you back me up on the date on this one? Yeah, that's crazy. As we like to say when there's a big line, that's some crazy-ass shit right there. <laughs> just too many points. But if I was going to bet that game, uh, I would bet it early because in the first half, Jacksonville's one nine and one against the spread. Uh, before they got beat by Buffalo, remember they were on a ten and zero against the spread streak in the second half. The Patriots, that is, were. Uh, so yeah, I, I you know what I almost never ever bet those games. Next year, I think though, what we're going to do on this show is we're going to bet ten dollars on every ten double digit dog. And on the money line, and see what happens at the end of the year. Because I got a funny feeling. How many of them have won on the field this year, huh? Yeah, no, very valid. We might actually want to be making a profit doing that. I'm, I'm kind of with you on it. Chris, what do you think? Yeah, I'm, I'm. I think that you make a good point about the Patriots not blowing people out. Patriots have blown teams out, but they've blown teams out that are not supposed to necessarily. Right. The teams are supposed to dominate. They haven't been able to do that for most of the year. Um, you've seen a lot of teams other than the Jets be able to hang, hang around with this team. So maybe, the, you know, Vegas is comparing Jacksonville to the Jets, who did just beat Jacksonville this past week. So maybe that's what's going into this number. I just think 16 is too high of a number. You know, last yesterday I think it was like 14 and a half. I was kind of yeah, hotter. I thought that was that was still fine, you know, kind of fair. But 16 is just too much for me to think that the Patriots are that dominant of a team to bank on. But listen, to the same line, say that same sentence, that same sentence using the first half numbers. And it doesn't sound that crazy. Yeah. No, that's point, that, Jeff, great that point. Part, I'm, I'm on I there with I you. Look, I got to think that worst case scenario is going to be nine and a half, right? Yes. I don't think it'll be double digits. The double digits, more than 10, Not I would have first half. If it's 10 or less for the first half, I have no trouble betting against them. 
Jacksonville against the Jets, against Houston. I have no trouble betting against those teams. They just stink. Here's one for you that if I was a gambler, and haha, I am, uh, the Raiders are seven-point underdogs against the Colts in Indianapolis. Now, that's got to be based on the idea that Carson Wentz is going to play because if it's Sam Ellinger, this game's going to be within a touchdown. And I'd be willing to bet on this game now on the Raiders plus seven and do as Chad does, live bet this if it winds up being Carson Wentz out there on the field. But I want to take advantage of the value with the strong possibility that Sam Ellinger will be the quarterback for the Colts because that I don't think people realize how significant of a downgrade that surely is. But Chaz, what do you think about that strategy? Of the 32 teams, Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. I'm going to throw a number that 20 of them have decent quarterbacks. 12 of them don't have any quarterbacks and none of them have a great second string quarterback. So if your guy is in protocol and I don't care what kind of protocol it is, you're, you're not in good shape. And, but the Colts have a 12 and 0 streak going first half 12 and 0. And you know how I feel about the Colts, right? The Colts, the bottom line is I, I golly gee, without a doubt, the Colts have been my biggest success story this year. Without a doubt, there's not even anybody close because I'm sometimes hitting three plays a half on them. You know, I'm getting them, I'm getting them, I'm getting their over, and I'm getting their team total over. Uh, but the other team, the other team don't score, and, and that's the thing. If you don't score in the NFL, you're, you're not going to win. And if Ellinger can hand off to that other dude who's pretty good, the running back at the Colts is a pretty yeah, good Taylor. <laughs> as long as you, but you know what? If you don't get the reps, sometimes they don't even get the handoff. <laughs> Chris, am I, am I crazy for thinking that way on this game? Uh, I mean, I think there's a good strategy to kind of bet on the game as the game kind of progresses. I do think Carson Wentz is definitely going to play in this game. I think that's why you're seeing the number. Vegas knows that he's going to play. Or, or, you know, Barring him all of a sudden getting worse and getting really sick, sicker, there's no chance he won't not play. So I would think that he's definitely going to be the guy out there. I think the Colts are definitely a superior team. And as Chaz pointed out, to me, the Raiders can't score points. Um, so I think the Colts can at home. I think that's going to, I think the Colts are going to cover. Of all these games, Chris, there's only one game where I have two, oh my gods, for the same team, and it's this game. So that same Colt team that's 12 and 0 against the spread, and the second half is 2 and 9 against the spread. Because in the first half, they don't allow anything. In the second half, they allow points. So that's know, why I'm going for blowing out anybody. I wouldn't hesitate, would hesitate doing what I like to do, which is, uh, you know, uh, very, very often in sports, it doesn't matter the sport, it's a tale of two halves. One team wins the first half by 15. The other team wins the second half by 19, and the game's to push them, you know? So I wouldn't have a problem if if this game is is a little bit lopsided at halftime and the Colts are winning to come back 
with that second half play on the Raiders. I got a question, Chris, coming in here from Twitch. We got a fantasy football question. Uh, Gronk or Goddard this week? I know it's been bad for Gronk the past couple of weeks, but please don't get sidetracked. Play Gronk against the Jets as a top three tight end and let's not get cute. No? Yeah, I mean, I like Goddard's matchup. I think it's a good, solid, two good options. But I'm with you. I think Gronk's due for a bounce back this week. I think that you're like to see him get right, and Tom Brady has a great team to do it against for the Jets. So I go with Gronk this week. Yeah, especially if Antonio Brown, you know, if he's hindered or out in any kind of way, Gronk's going to be the go-to guy because I still don't know if we're going to see Mike Evans anyway. I have a uh, question. Go ahead. You know how they show Brady's record against Buffalo? Yeah. And, and it, it was massively better than Rodgers' record against the Bears, and he was owning them. What's Brady's record against when he played with New England against the Jets? It's got to be just as bad, right? As Buffalo. I, I would think. I, mean, uh, I don't know the number off the top of my head, but I would think. I'll look. At, I'll look it up, Chad. But I think it's ridiculous because as one team I know, and the, and his double, they didn't just beat the Jets; they beat down the Jets when they beat them. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the one team they would blow out. While yes. Chris is looking that up, talk about yes, Buffalo. I, you know, the bottom line is, if Gronk's on the field. Brady has like spider sense to know where he is. And Gronk catches anything that's near him. He's just really, you got, I was watching his commercial where he's wearing good shoes and he's doing the ropes. Did you see that commercial for Gronk? Oh, yeah. And the bottom line is, God bless Gronk because he deserves everything he gets. Absolutely, 100%. Speaking of Buffalo, uh, the Atlanta Falcons Buffalo game this Sunday. Bills are favored at minus 14, the over under set at 44. I like Buffalo to cover, and I like the over in this game. I do think Atlanta will be able to put up about 17 or so points. Buffalo go at least 30, and I got this game going over the 44 mark. So I like that bet a lot, but I also think Buffalo will cover this game by two touchdowns because uh, Atlanta is just spiraling in the opposite direction right now. And Buffalo is actually getting a lot of their offensive players back for this game too. But Jazz, you see anything? Yeah, uh, actually, here's, here's what I'm saying. If Buffalo isn't whacking them early, they're going to whack them late. Second half, Atlanta stinks. Buffalo's good. And that's, you know, that, I like second halves for two reasons. One is, for me, they're easier sometimes to bet. And, and two is winning teams win second halves. Chris, so you just, to give you that, just to give you that number, Chaz, uh, yeah, Tom Brady in 36 games has won 29 games in regular season versus Jets for it. <laughs> 806 winning percentage. An 806, 806 winning percentage versus the team. Yeah, look out. Here comes the Sunday. <laughs> How about this game? This is going to be close in the line, at least. Tennessee, Miami Dolphins, Tennessee at home, favored by minus three and a half. Over under is only 39 and a half. So not a lot of points expected to be scored. I'm going to tell you what. And this will partly be due to, you know, not knowing if A.J. Brown actually picked up a new injury or not. But regardless, I'm going to take the Dolphins to win this game. I think their defense will keep them in that 17-14 range. Tua has played better than what we saw last week in Monday Night Football. I think we'll be able to do enough against this Tennessee secondary, which has been been able to take advantage of. I do think the Dolphins keep their streak alive and they win this ball game. How about you, Chris? Yeah, I'm not touching this game with a 10-foot pole. This game is going to be ugly to watch and ugly to bet on. I don't think there's a favor for either team. I, I agree with your, your your thinking in the sense the Dolphins' defense is one of the hotter defenses out there, and they could carry them to victory. I just think both this game's going to be such a low-scoring slugfest that I think it could go either way. I don't like either team necessarily what they're doing on offense right now. Well, so I really like the plus three and a half if you want to bet. The, I will, I'll take the Dolphins outright, but I'll take the plus three and a half if you're on that fence because then at least you're separated by the field goal. But Chaz, are you seeing anything? 
in the last 14 plays, so that's seven games, the last seven second halves and the last seven games of this season, Miami's a combined 12-2 and against the spread. In the second half, they've allowed 10 or less in all of those games, and for the game, 17 or less in six of those seven, while Tennessee is currently under six out of seven in the first half. And um, the bottom line is Miami's they've been when they've been winning, they've been winning with defense. I, I have no problem betting that game under. Here's the problem when I have betting that game under. I hate betting games under. I hate watching <laughs> games that I have under, but I don't mind picking it up. If you're about to, I don't know, the nine minute mark, uh nine minutes ago in the first half, and 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 the under starts being good, then watching unders is great. But it's that first, I don't know, 20 minutes that are really hard to watch. No, I, I agree. And it's the one bet you make that you kind of have to watch the entire game, too. But as you know, because, you know, I had a game tonight and the game uh, that the overtime game that I was telling you about, they scored four touchdowns in four minutes. That doesn't happen in the in the NFL as much. So you get to a point where it's, you know, 13 to nine and, you know, they're in the fourth quarter on their bets are great because, you know, there's not a shot. In hell, you're losing this game. Only Detroit versus the 49ers week one. Yeah, well, it happens. Don't get me wrong. It's gambling. It I'm happens. just joking, Chaz. I'm just busting Dan's balls. <laughs> but I, you know what? You know what, Chris? I don't have – I have short-term memory. So I don't – Chris is just playing that card too. Uh, <laughs> I, this is a lock bet of the week for me. The Eagles are only minus three and a half against Washington right now. The over set at 44 and a half. Yes, the Eagles are on the road you got to explain to me how Washington doesn't look like a team that's just completely spiraling out of control. They don't even know if they're going to have Antonio Gibson in this game. Terry McLaurin can't do anything against Darius Slay or even good matchups, frankly, at this point. I don't know how Washington's going to score. And the Eagles have found an identity, and in a result, they've been a very good team, especially against bad teams. They've been very good. Give me the Eagles minus three and a half, and it's one of my locks of the week. Chris, I'll kick this to you. Yeah, I'm with you on this one. Last week, the Eagles Eagles are one of those teams that can play down to anybody's competition and really can, you know, mess with you because they can just, you know, play horribly some weeks. And last week's in the first half, they were terrible, and they were ready to, you know, hit the crapper, and I was like, oh, here we go, typical Eagles. But as you saw, the Giants were just so bad, it didn't matter. The Eagles were able to kind of wear them out. I see this game going very similar. I mean, Dallas basically just handed Washington one of its worst losses probably in the probably last five, six, five to seven years or so. I mean, they just blew the doors off of them. And this Eagle team, even if they don't show up and play well, still just too talented for this Washington team to even mess with. You see anything, Chaz? They were punching each other, for heaven's sake. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's not good. But I think <laughs> I've talked about the Washington owner before. Him and the Jacksonville owner, they should go on a cruise ship and get <laughs> locked out of the Caribbean and have to be on the cruise ship for a while. But, yeah, I, I don't understand um, how Philly doesn't win this game. But it is the NFC East. Anything happens in that crap division. But on the road, they're not giving up 18. Washington can't score 20. So, I mean. It stands the reason. Yeah. There's one more day game before we get to the primetime games. So we got to wrap up the show soon. But. I do want to talk about the Dallas Cowboys, the Arizona Cardinals, one of the bigger games on the week. The Dallas Cowboys minus six and a half heading into this game. The over under is 52. If they're going to get there, I think it's going to be because Dallas gets them there. Because I don't know how many points the Arizona scores against this Dallas defense right now, especially since they look a little bit out of sync, especially over the past few weeks. Chris, what do you think about that? I'm, I'm toying with I, that in the under. 
I, I would not go the uh, the under. I get what you're saying, but this is where I'll caveat. You're going to have two teams to play with from one of the faster paces, and Dallas gets turnovers. I can easily see Dallas getting a turnover for a touchdown or early scores, and Arizona has to score and get some cheap points at the end of this game. So I can see Dallas putting up big-time numbers, and I can see Arizona getting some cheap scores later on. I think you can agree with that. The Dallas kind of lets it off Absolutely. as the game kind of progresses, and, then with the, and the kind of the pace that Arizona plays with, they're going to get some points. So I think that's where you're going to get the over. I wouldn't bet the under in this game. I do think Dallas covers. I think there's a superior team. I think you're going to see talent-wise, Dallas is just going to be able, especially offensively, dominate this game. Especially with Tyrone Smith back, that's quite possible. But Chaz, what do you see? Yeah, well, Arizona scores points after halftime, uh, double digits every game, every single game for ten straight games, double digits. So uh, I, I would, you know, I would not, I would not hesitate to to bet the over. I wouldn't bet the under of that game for sure. I would either walk or bet the over. But I, I do want to throw out uh, Blackhawk West from 151 Sports. Inve- uh, no, yeah, 151 Sports Investing. He likes Michigan on the money line tomorrow, and he okay. likes on uh, the next day Arkansas over Penn State. And I wanted to get those out because the guy's been on a kind of a roll. I like it. I like We always want winners on this show. We always want winners. You know, you know, it's just somebody else's opinion, guys. But if if he's right a lot, yeah, you know. It's time to follow it. I'm all about following Mo. I'm also all about this Sunday night game. The Packers have, as Chaz knows, the Packers have not really been doing their job when it comes to the line. This one's a minus seven in Green Bay against Minnesota. The over-under set at 46. But I'm taking the Packers to cover here. I don't trust Kirk Cousins in a prime time game, period. The Packers will cover minus seven. Chris? I don't like Kirk Cousins in a primetime game, but I do not dislike Kirk Cousins enough to bet on that. I think that Kirk, I think the Vikings have a game where I think they're going to be right into this game to the very end. I think it can easily go either way. I wouldn't be shocked if the Vikings actually pull out the victory because it's a game they shouldn't win and doesn't help them to actually win for playoff purposes, but that's the game the Vikings usually you know, show up for. So, I wouldn't be surprised if the Vikings hang well, around. It definitely would help them for, for playoff purposes because they are still very much in the hunt. Uh, well, are they still? Because I thought they're basically hanging on by a string. Like, no, there's technically, like, there's like five teams that are all in that seventh seed. The Vikings are one of them. There's okay. a string's pretty thick this year because there's two games. That's true. I forgot about it. Like everybody yeah. has kind of like that. Uh, but Chaz, you seen anything in this game? Yeah, I, I don't care who. Green Bay is playing at home. I'm betting Green Bay, and I'm betting their team total over. And you know, I really don't care who they're playing. <laughs> All right, let's, let's, let's wrap this up before we get to our parlay bet. Monday night, all the talk about Ben Roethlisberger, his last game at home. Cleveland's favorite, however, at minus three and a half, heading into Pittsburgh. I'm taking Pittsburgh outright. I'm definitely taking plus three and a half, but I'm taking them outright in this game. Cleveland with Baker Mayfield is a worse team than without him. Plain and Simple. They haven't won in forever. They don't score points. This is the perfect ugly game for Pittsburgh and Ben Roethlisberger's last hurrah at home to pull off and win. So I'm taking Pittsburgh to win this game outright. But if you want to put a bet on it, take the plus three and a half. Chris? Yeah, I can't go there with you, man. You know who can play worse quarterback than Baker Mayfield? Ben no. Roethlisberger. No, he can't. He <laughs> hasn't been, and he hasn't been worse than Baker Mayfield this year. No, he you know what? Quarterback I, worth better. Yeah, he can play just as bad. Sorry, <laughs> mistakes because he he he's just old enough to know throw the ball into the ground and Mayfield just he keeps making those mistakes. You can't 
you can't give that oblong leather thing to the other team in the NFL and win. You just can't do it. I just watched Ben just hand the ball to the Chiefs defense like over and over again. I don't know. I don't know when Ben hasn't been turning the ball over because he definitely turns the ball over. He did for that game, but he has Baker Mayfield's been turning it over worse, and he's been worse than Ben Roethlisberger this entire season. So it has been great, Ben. I'm not trying to defend him outside of that, but he's been better than Baker Mayfield, and Cleveland can't score outside of Nick Chubb running the football, and that's been Cleveland the has a good issue. defense. Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh with Ben Roethlisberger we'll has been struggled. We'll, yeah, we'll, we'll see because they have a lot of guys that are going to be banged up on defense. We don't know if they're going to play or not. We have to wait and see how, who's going to actually be active for this Monday night game. Pittsburgh's not losing this game at home. I'm telling you that right now. They're not losing this game at home with Big Ben. There's no way, and you're missing out on money if you don't bet on Pittsburgh in that Monday night game. But let's get to our parlay of the week. Chris, do you have your lock of the week? Yeah, I'm going to go with Dallas. I think the Cowboys are going to cover the six Dallas and a half. Six and a half? Yes. All right. Uh, my lock bet of the week is going to be the Eagles minus three and a half on the road over, over Washington. How about you, Chaz? We got Dallas in the over. Dallas in the over. Okay, so you guys are parlaying it up and going same game on that one. We haven't done that yet. No, we haven't. We haven't. I like it. I like it a lot. Guys. You're not not going Pittsburgh there? (laughs) (laughs) No, you know, really, honestly, there's there's quite a few games this week that um, just I I want none to touch. I want none to do with them. I just want none to do with them. Who's watching him? I'm with you, Chaz. <laughs> I don't want to watch this week. <laughs> all right, that's going to do it for the show. Hope you guys all enjoyed it. Remember, sign up for the free MD's DFS contest. The link is in the comments wherever you're watching this right now. We'll be promoting it over the weekend, which is why you should be following us for that and player news notifications at BillyUpMDFF Show. Subscribe to our YouTube channel to always catch every episode download us on our favorite favorite pod streaming app for your commutes and fire us up on your fire TV devices. When you search for the MD's fantasy football show on the Amazon app store, check out my Chaz. rankings over the weekend. It'll be on billionfantasysports.com. Chris, go ahead. Chaz, when's wake and bake come back? Uh, after the first of the year, after the first of the year, actually we're, 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 uh, we're looking to, to, to get a local sponsor. So we'll see what happens. Uh, there we go. The weekend bake might be back starting 2022. Love it. Jazz, as you always like to say, always be cashers. See you guys next time. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team, team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready.